0: to the Master He wants to share You are in His sight If it matters to you It matters to the Master He wants to share the burdens you bear Whisper peace when your world gets shattered If it's your greatest joy You're really needing an answer. If it matters to you, it matters to the Master. If it's your greatest joy.
1: Thank uh, Pastor Williams for all his hard work this week, taking care of things and taking care of people. Mr. Brown and I were gone to Arkansas and did a revival for Brian Graham and Pam in their <laughs> local church there in Springdale, uh, Arkansas, and uh, Harvest Hills Baptist Church. They treated us so well, so kind, and we had good services there. I believe the church was encouraged; had a faithful crowd there just about every night, and only off a few each night, but. Uh, it was a great time, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in my home, in my home church. And I just wonder where all of you are at. I was gone, now you're not here. But anyway, we hope that you're around your monitors and listening to God's Word through through preaching. I heard my son Daniel this morning uh, preach, and he preached in German six hours ago. And then he turned around and preached in English, the same message to all those that might be looking on through media he did a great job. And, and of course, my son in law, Guillermo, he's preaching in uh, Spanish. And Tricia and Brennan, were singing a special in Spanish. And uh, just the family's uh, ministering in different languages today. And that was a blessing, too. And uh, of course, James and Joy ministering there in Virginia to their people uh, with media. And of course, Steve and Barb this week, they had the youth group meetings. Uh, They had some kind of a get-together online and had youth work this week and encouraged the saints there in their church. And so everybody's busy. Things haven't changed as far as ministry, even more so. Just thinking about how the world has stopped, and now people are looking up. People are looking to Jesus and help us as saints to give a good testimony when we have opportunity to do so. Social distancing is important, but we can still give the gospel during this time. And when this is all over with, hopefully in a few weeks, there's there's great joy in knowing that we're going to see some movement of God. Amen. And I'm hoping we're back for Easter. And what a celebration that will be at our church and other Bible-believing and preaching churches. But until then, we'll be faithful to give you services online. We're in John chapter 10 this morning, and the Lord put a thought on my heart about the shepherd and his sheep. I'm glad we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, and he cares about us, and he wants us to know that he is in charge. He's looking out after us in spite of what is going on in our world. The, sheep and his, the shepherd and his sheep. Let's take a look at John chapter 10. And it is a little different for us preachers today, so bear with us till we get in the proper, I don't know, uh, slot or spot, whatever it might be. But we'll try to get there soon. John chapter 10, verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, uh, but climbeth up some other way, But he that entereth into the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them uh, again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All they that enter in before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me, If any man will enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. There's much more in this text we want to look at today. But I pray, Lord, you take these 10 verses and combine with other verses that we'll look at and speak to all of our hearts about you today, about ourselves, about our world and where we find ourselves today. We pray, Lord, that you help us to look to you. As you said one time, look and live, my brother live. And Lord, we want people to look to you. Help us, Lord, to have confidence and peace and calmness about ourselves in this unsettling time. Now, Lord, preach through me and through your word, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're thankful for the Good Sunday School lesson we had this morning by Pastor Williams, and and now I hope that God will take his word and help all of us with this message. I start my message off with a question this morning. What does an under-shepherd, what does a pastor, a bishop, an elder preach during a pandemic? I don't know. I've never been through one. But I imagine it's what we were doing before we had one, right? You just be faithful to God's word. But I'd like to start out by saying, I'm glad I know my God is in control. He's not been surprised by this. He's not surprised at all. We are. Matter of fact, our theme this year was a 2020 vision. And when we did that, we didn't see this coming. I think that's kind of ironic. And nobody saw this coming, but God did. And he's in complete control. He's not struggling through these days like many of us are. Although we started this year off with our plans, God's changed them. And we're all sequestered into our homes. Church services are brought forth by Facebook and Twitter and podcasts. I I still can't hardly believe I'm saying Facebook for our services, but we are, and the Lord's going to use it. Amen. You know, February... They were talking about how the, the market had never been so high. Most people working as never before. The best economy ever in the history of mankind. And then just a week, what, ten days later, the, all that's gone. It makes people think what God has said prophetically, what God has been saying about the coming tribulation period and eternity. Makes people think, I hope, And I hope they wake up to the fact that God is always right. His word is true. And we need to listen to God. Now, as we had this vision for 2020, we did not see this coming. But again, the Lord did. And during this global shutdown, our world's in a panic. It's interesting to note that the root word for pandemic is the word panic. The word panic has to do with a worldwide disease outbreak or the fear of one. They've talked about this for years. What will happen if such and such happens? Well, it's happening. And I know that this particular virus doesn't seem to be as dangerous as previous SARS and Ebola and others. But in many ways, it's more dangerous. At least our leaders of our country of countries think so and everything is shut down everything is shutting down never been anything like this before i was looking the other night at 206 countries in in the continents the seven the six continents that 193 are affected more and more each and every day people are dying people are sick People don't even know that they have the virus. God knows all these things. And I want to say to my beloved brethren today in Christ, my fellow sheep, I say to you, be in control. Be calm. Be at peace for the great and good shepherd is in control. He knows exactly what he's doing today. Amen. And as believers more than ever, we need to trust in him. Now, here we are, this Lord's Day, March 22nd, a very novel time for worldwide situations. I want you to hear me as a preacher, as your pastor this morning, I want you to hear me. I want you to understand that we, the sheep of our good shepherd, must look and trust our God. He is Lord Almighty. He is sovereign God, and he understands these days better than any of us. In John chapter 10, we see that there are certain characteristics mentioned regarding uh, what and who Jesus is. He is the good shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. He is the great shepherd. And we are his sheep, spiritually speaking. I have a question. What are the marks, the characteristics of Christ's sheep? Glad you asked me that. Well, first off, I want to mention that Christ's true sheep believe on him. In John chapter 10, in verse 26, in our text, here this morning, John 10, in verse 26, But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's very clear. Back then, and still today, people don't know the Lord. People think they're sheep and they're not. You see, anyone who knows not Christ as their Savior, they're not a sheep, they're a goat. There'll be a division between goats and sheep someday. But I want you to understand, just because you think you're a sheep doesn't make you a sheep. You have to know the shepherd. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your own Savior. Some may say or feel or think that they're okay, but Scripture says otherwise. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Somebody might be listening to this message, and you may consider yourself a religious person. You may consider yourself a a person that goes to a certain church, some denominational tag, but do you know Jesus as your Savior? Are you a sheep of his fold? Has there been a time and a place where you repented of your sins and received Jesus into your heart by faith to be your Lord and Savior? The Bible says in Romans 10 and verse 13, there is none that understands, there's none that seeketh after God. When I was not a Christian, I was religious, but I was not a Christian. I did not know these truths. Not until I read God's word and I was convicted by the Holy Spirit and brought to faith in Christ by the Holy Spirit and the scriptures. And I'm so glad that I did. But I thought I was a sheep, but I wasn't. I did not know God. I did not know Jesus Christ by faith. I did not know and understand the scriptures. I want to ask you a pointed question today. Are you sure that you're one of his sheep? Are you sure that you're part of his flock of faith? Have you ever truly repented of your sins and received Christ into your heart and life? That's an important question. People have been preaching for years and telling of end times and coming days, and now, folks, it has come upon us. And right now it's not easy, it's not comfortable, but it could get a whole lot worse. And the tribulation period could come. Is this tribulation period? I don't think so. But it could usher in. The very tribulation period that Jesus spoke of in the scripture. Do you know the Lord? In John chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. Mark 1 and verse 15, saying, The time was fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. My friend, have you repented? Repentance means to turn from the direction you're going, the wrong direction. Are are you willing to turn from your sin and yourself and going in the wrong direction and turn to God? There's a preacher of old days called A.W. Pink, and he had a message he preached on, turn or burn. Now, I don't like it, but the scripture's true. There is hell and there is heaven. You either turn to Christ or you turn to eternity without Christ in a place called hell where the fire is never quenched. I tell you, my friend, now is the time to be saved. Now is the time to be sure you are a sheep and not a goat. Listen, I know personally where and when I became a child of God. And our people probably get tired of hearing it, but here it goes again. 31, 749, Rossland, Garden City, Michigan. Upstairs bedroom. I bowed my knee and invited Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And things have never been the same. I have a question for you. Have you had a place and a time? Do you remember the incidents that brought you to faith in Christ? Because if you have, wonderful. If you haven't, now's the time today is the day of your salvation if you will amen do you know when you got saved very important question when did you become a sheep of christ where were you when you became a sheep spiritually speaking what were the circumstances of you personally placing your faith in jesus what did you pray how did you pray did you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins? Did you ask him to come into your heart? The Bible tells us repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Hey, I'm not saying to believe in Jesus. A lot of people believe in Jesus. Have you believed on Jesus as your personal Savior? Are you trusting him only as your means of salvation? One thing for sure, Christ's sheep believe on him have you believed on him second of all christ's sheep hear his voice in john 10 and verse 27 jesus just told us in the bible my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me those of us that know jesus as savior those of us that have been saved we know the voice of our shepherd the word "hear" in the bible actually means heed Not just hearing something, but actually heeding it, obeying it, receiving it. It has the idea of obeying orders, or instruction, or direction, or promptings. This means that sheep of his pasture will hear and heed their shepherd. Again, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mark 8, verse 34, And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's the catch today. People don't want to follow Jesus. You know, many people talk about themselves in religious terms. They talk about themselves being a Christian or a believer. But I like this term, follower. Follower. A lot of times I'll speak to people and I will tell them, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I go to a Baptist church. Yes, I'm born again. But I like to tell people this. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Friend, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father by me. He is the only way, the exclusive way to salvation. And after we're saved, then what do we do? We follow him as his sheep. Mark 10, 21, come, take up the cross and follow me. Hey, after I was saved about 46 years ago now, I remember reading my Bible and how when I read it, I was compelled to follow Jesus. I would read something in the Bible that would give me a command to do something, something to obey, something to do. And I had a desire within me to do it. Before I ever became a Christian, I didn't have that desire. I could have cared less. But God gave me the Bible. I'll never forget my first Bible. My wife bought me my first Bible, I think, on our first Christmas together as a young couple. Might have been the second, probably the second. She's nodding her head yet, second. And I remember, she was. we were having a little baby, and she was... She was with child at that time, and and I got her a, a yellow bell. She loved bells for a bell collection. And I got her a brand new jar of gherkin pickles. A pregnant woman needs pickles, amen. And I remember opening up my present, and it was the Bible, the Word of God. I was so excited. And I just couldn't put that Bible down. I'd read it and read it, and I'd take it to work with me and read it some more. I'd underline it, and it was so precious to me. And I was reading the Bible and understanding the Bible. And listen, if you're out there through media or our church member, or you go to this church as a child, listen, the Bible's important. Read your Bible. But some people say, I don't understand the Bible. That's a problem. You ought to study to show yourself approved unto God. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Let the Bible get in you. But you ought to understand it because it comes from the shepherd and we hear his voice. We obey Him and we follow Him. Well, after I got saved, after I got born again, I started attending church and following instructions from God's Word. I submitted to Bible uh, believers' baptism, immersion. And over time, I hear the pastor preach, and he would preach spirit-led preaching and teaching. And I heard the shepherd's voice speaking to me. This is why I wonder sometimes how people... Say they're saved, but never in the Word. Say they're saved, but never obey the Word. Say they're saved, but never pick up the Bible at any time. Even turn a time like this, when everything seems to be falling apart, people still are not picking up the Word. The Word of God is the words of life. We need the Word of life. And so I say to you, sheep know the shepherd. And I'll tell you, sheep believe and sheep follow the shepherd. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Are you following Jesus? Thirdly, Christ's sheep are known of him. That's important. Are known of him. John chapter 10 in verse 27, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 14, backing up, says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known of mine. You know, it's good that we say, I know the Lord, but you know it's better that he knows you. Do you know that you know that you know that Jesus knows you as his sheep? Does he know the time and place you called upon him? We say we do, but does he know that? Amen. It's good for us to understand that he said, "I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep. Do you know him, and does he know you?" I read a book many years ago. Great book, uh, written by a man named Philip Keller, and he wrote the book on Psalm 23, and he gave a lot of information about sheep in that book. He he studied how to keep sheep. I believe for a time he was a shepherd. And I was blessed by the instruction of how shepherds have this remarkable affinity, love for their little sheep, their little flock. They stay with them. A shepherd will protect them. The shepherd provides their every need. He'll even lay at the gate of the sheep cot to secure their safety from predators. I remember reading in that book about the different kind of predators that would come against sheep. Sheep are very skittish Sheep are very quiet. Sheep sheep are not very aggressive at all. They're very quiet. And you know, the predators would come. They liked lamb chops, amen. And the predators would come without the fold. Who were they? Hyenas, mountain lions, bear, wolf. And they were after the sheep. But the shepherds stayed at the gate of the sheepfold to protect them. The, the psalmist said, thy rod and thy staff, they, they comfort me. That staff was for ministering to the sheep in many ways, but that rod was an instrument of discipline to the sheep, but also to protect them from predators. Had a big old knob on the end of it, and it was a weapon. And that shepherd would do everything he can to protect his flock. There is danger of predators from without the fold. And then above the sheep cot. Predator birds. I looked up Bible predator birds the other day. And I read about the hawk and the eagle and the falcon and the vulture and the osprey. All these could actually take away a little sheep, get a hold of them with their tallions and carry them off. And so the good shepherd would watch around the sheep cot. He would watch above for danger. And then he would watch below. For what? For adders, for scorpions, for infestation of insects, fire ants and mites and such. One of the most deadly ways in which sheep can suffer and die is to have infestation of bugs. And certain insects will crawl into their ears and get into their brain cavity and cause them to go crazy. But they'd actually die from the infestation of these different Small and even microscopic insects. You know what? I'm a shepherd. I need to look after my sheep. I need to encourage them not to listen to anything they shouldn't be listening to, watching anything they shouldn't be watching. What is the big thing today? Wash your hands. Wash them several times. Don't touch anybody, you know, uh, elbows and and, uh, fist bumps and now... Tapping feet together. And I don't know. I I told the other church the other day, they tell you not to touch your face. I can't help. Every time somebody tells me that, I want to touch my face. I'm, I'm scratching my ear, my eye, you know. I'm, I'm, and I don't even realize it. It's like I'm trying not to. Yes, don't. I feel like I'm doing this spiritual Macarena or whatever they call it. It's so true. It's like when I was a kid and somebody would yawn in, in class. I, I I couldn't help from yawning somebody tell me don't touch your face I want to touch my face but we have to be careful because why something we cannot see but listen be careful listen sheep what you take in the eye gate the ear gate what you are allowing today many of God's saints are destroyed because they're looking at and watching and taking in the wrong things parents help your children with that don't introduce them to things they shouldn't be watching or reading or talking about. The psalmist in Psalm 101 verse 3 said, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes." Be careful. Yes, there are going to be things you're going to watch, things you're going to read, things you're going to be aware of, but you, you can be careful about what you're taking in. Just like the shepherd would be careful with his sheep to make sure there was nothing that was going to bother those sheep and make them sick. Number four, Christ's sheep follow their shepherd. They surely do. Verse Chapter 10, verse 27, again, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's a good shepherd that looks out after his sheep. This points to the place sheep would go to eat, to lie down in what? Green pastures, take their rest. You know, Sheep follow their shepherd, and shepherds in the biblical time, they would go to a field ahead of time, before they would take the flock to a certain field to feed and to rest. The shepherd had already been there. He'd check out the environment. He'd take a look at the different grasses and weeds, and he would make sure they had proper amount of water. Before he'd bring the sheep into to graze, he wanted to make sure that that field was free of any dangers. That's a good shepherd. The shepherd would go ahead and see if there was any snake holes, if there was uh, any danger from below, scorpions and such. And I read in that book that he would take that vial of oil from off of him and he would take that oil and pour it around one of those holes, an adder hole or a snake hole, and it would keep them from being able to get out easily and slide back down. Now, I don't know that whether that was so, but that's what I read. But I'll tell you what, he went over there and he took care of the field and he made sure there was no noxious weeds, grasses, something that would hurt the sheep. And one of the most terrible things that can happen to a sheep is to be cast. A cast sheep is one that gets sick and lays down, then can't get back up. They get on, I got on their back and they're like a turtle. They can't get back up. And what happens to a sheep when they get into the hot desert sun and there's some noxious or poisonous grass or weed they have taken in, it begins to break down, and they actually get so sick, and they actually puff up and die a terrible death. And the shepherd would make sure that he'd go to the field and make sure there was no noxious grasses or weeds to make them get ill and eventually be cast. Christian shepherds must make sure to oversee their flock, Make sure that they're free from danger that would come into them. Bad and dangerous indigestion, if you would, of doctrines of devils, of cults, of liberals, of harmful instruction from preachers and pastors in the community, on the internet, and so forth. The cults of the Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses and the Moonies, and let me add the Loonies. Preachers like a man named Applewood and Davidian cult and Armstrongism, Swaggert and the Bakers and Stewart and Steve Anderson—all these men are not of God. I want to talk to you about Mr. Anderson. If he hates the Jews so much, he can't be for Jesus, because Jesus loved the Jews, and the Jews still have an inheritance with God. They are the chosen people of God. Just thought I'd. Throw that in there. We live in a world full of crackpots. You know that? The diligent pastor and church leader will watch out for these type of individuals that want to wreak havoc into the local church. The sheep must trust their shepherd to provide them what? Good doctrine, good counsel, good fellowship, biblical instruction. Next, I want to mention that Christ's sheep possess, I like this one, eternal life. In John chapter 10, in verse 28, the Bible says, And I give unto them eternal life. Hallelujah, eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Eternal life is a gift from the Lord to the sheep of his pasture. That word pluck there means to remove, to carry away, to carry off. Remember how the shepherd would look for certain predator birds that would actually carry off. A little lamb, a newly born lamb, to its destruction. A good shepherd says that we can have eternal life. You know, it was a good day when I got saved. I'll never forget. I'll never forget when I kneeled in that bedroom of mine. I'll never forget how I asked the Lord to forgive me. My sins have come in my heart and changed my life. That was my prayer. I remember it. I'll never forget the feeling of coming down those little set of steps. My parents had tri level Never forget that. And I knew I had trusted Christ as my Savior. Again, I didn't hear any choirs. I didn't see any angels. No, no. Some people said I did, but I, I didn't. But I knew something was different inside of me. I had called on Christ as my Savior, and I was different. I was a child of God. I had new life. But I'll tell you, after that, you know what else really felt almost the same way as when I heard a preacher preach on eternal life in Christ Jesus. And I realized that I couldn't be lost. I have, he says, I give unto them eternal life. Eternal life means forever life, never-ending life. The saved, the sheep of the Lord's fold are saved and secure in Jesus Christ. Listen to John chapter 3, verse 15. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 17, verse 2. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as he hath has given him. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. First John 2, 25. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even... Eternal life. First John 5:11 and this is the record that God hath given unto us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. First John 5:20, we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in His Son Jesus Christ, that is the true God and ever or and eternal life. Amen. I hear you over there, Elaine, amen, and me in your apartment. Brother Chuck's gone to be with the Lord, but Tom's back there, his son. Say amen, Tom. Amen. Say amen. And uh, Brother Tollefson be over there. He'd be having a fit right now. Mr. Brown having a fit. No, that's okay. But wherever you're at, church, listen, we should be amening eternal life. The shepherd has given us eternal life. Praise God. How? Through repentance of our sin and through faith in Jesus Christ. Jude verse 21 says, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. One of the best things about being a sheep of Christ's fold is I have eternal life. Again, I'll say I'm so saved as pitiful. I can never lose my salvation because it's not in me. It's in Jesus Christ. Lastly, what does the good shepherd say to his sheep? Good, good question. Christ's sheep have the shepherd's promise, listen, of eternal security. We have eternal life, but now we have the promise of security in Christ. I go to John's Gospel, chapter 10. And I start in verse 26. Follow along with me if you have your Bible. I hope you do. John, chapter 10, verse 26, it says this, But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Hallelujah, that's the truth. We have the promise of eternal security. What a comfort. I'm not trusting in myself. I didn't trust in myself to save me, and I'm not trusting in myself to keep me. I'm glad that I'm kept by the power of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So I say to New Testament saints, I say to the church this morning, know this full well. Be safe right now. Be secure right now. Physically, let's, 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 let's obey the rules of, 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 of space. Let's obey the rules of being careful to wash our hands. And, 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 and let's, let's do those things that will help others not get sick. Amen. But more importantly, spiritually, be safe, be secure in Jesus Christ. I'm going to go to Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to finish my message today. Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to just read two verses. Colossians 3, verse 3 and 4, and it says this. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall shall ye also appear with him in glory. Folks, Jesus is there. We're going to be there. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He's coming again. And that could be soon. With something like this, this pandemic, this worldwide pandemic going on, whether people think it's real or it's political, or it's happening. It's happening. And Jesus said he's going away, and he did. And he said he's coming back, and he will. Could be real soon. Amen. As spiritual sheep... We hear the voice of God by faith, through the Spirit, through His Word, and through divinely given circumstances of life. Right now is a circumstance. Right now we're in a situation. Right now God is speaking. Are we listening? We that are His sheep, we hear His voice. If you're here today, there's eight of you here today. If you're here by video today, you're hearing this at some point. Friend, you need Jesus as your Savior. During our current coronavirus 19, a lot of questions are in the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Here's the thing. But are we listening to the shepherd's voice? It's good to hear the president. It's good to hear his advisor. It's good to hear different people give information that can keep us safe from this virus. More importantly, are we listening to the voice of God, the voice of our shepherd? I'll close with this. Are you 100% sure you're saved? Are you 100% sure you're a sheep and not a goat? Parents, ask your children at this time if they're sure they're saved and help them. They may have doubts and you don't even know it. Speak to them about their soul. Adults... Are you 100% sure? Are you absolutely sure that you're a sheep of Christ's fold? Let's pray. As you're bowing your head and praying where you're at this morning, right where you're at, at your home, maybe an office, I don't know where you might be, my friend, but you're hearing this service and you're hearing this sermon and right now, as we bow our heads and pray soon, I want to, ask you something friend if you're not saved if you're not sure that you've been saved why not make sure right now why don't you repent why don't you tell God God I'm a sinner I have sinned hey the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God we're all sinners for all have sinned and by faith ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins And save your soul. It's not hard. It's not complicated. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. John 1 in verse 12 says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Have you believed on Jesus? If you're saved and you're sure about it, then ask God to help you serve. Serve him. Serve in the church. Serve our community. Help people right now during this situation, especially the elderly. Look around your neighborhood, your community, and look for ways you can be helpful to people, especially the household of faith. We that are saved in a good local church, let's look after one another. But listen, if you're saved and you know it, wonderful. Have you been scripturally baptized? I'm thinking of a few people that go to our church and for whatever reason they haven't been scripturally baptized. Listen, you ought to follow the Lord as a sheep. Follow him in scriptural baptism. Tell the world you're a Christian. Identify with the people of God through faith in Christ and join the church. Listen, we can baptize you. We can set up arrangements for you to come, and everybody online can watch you get baptized. about time for you to get baptized, don't you think, Christian? I know some adults and some young people that need to be scripturally baptized. Get baptized. If you need to become a member of a good Bible-believing preaching church, then get into one. Maybe you've been attending our services and you haven't joined. Come talk to me about it. Text me. Call Pastor Williams, and we'll talk about what it means to be a member of a local church. And then I say to you, surrender to God with your life. The sheep know his voice. The sheep surrender to their shepherd. Decide today, right now, to obey God and make it clear. As we close, you can do this. You can text us. You can call us. You can tweet us. You can FaceTime us. And we'll try to answer as quick as we can. But if there's something on your heart, spiritually speaking, make a decision. If you're lost, make a decision to get saved right now. If you're you're saved but you're not right, make a decision to get right. I think of Christians that are not right with the Lord, and they've not been right for the Lord a long time. And here we're having this pandemic, and you're hanging on to your sin, or you're hanging on to your stubbornness, or you're hanging on to your indifference. Put that aside and get back and serve Jesus. It would be a shame for this all to be over in a few weeks and you hang on to your sin. That would be a shame. Please contact us either by phone or mail or text or Facebook or Twitter or whatever way. But now's the time for Chime for Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to bring conviction upon those that need to be saved. Pray that they would today. And I pray for those that are saved, that they get more committed than they've ever been. And I pray for those that need to be baptized. Lord, help them to quit putting that off. Help them to line up with you and line up with the church. I pray for saints that are not right about something in their life. They're living in sin and they know it. Help them to get that right now, Lord, and enter back into good fellowship with you and the body of Christ be blessed of you. Lord, I pray that you keep us all safe. And I pray, Lord, you'd help us to uh, be a witness wherever we go. And Lord, we pray that we'd minister to others in their need right now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're not going to have an invitation hymn. We're not going to have people walk the aisle, of course. But please call us or tweet us or Facebook us. Get a hold of us and see if we can help you in any way. Amen. This is the Lord's Day, so honor the Lord. I usually tell people right over there as we shake hands, I usually say to people, enjoy your Lord's Day. It's not our day, but it's your Lord's Day. Enjoy your Lord's Day. And tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll have church again. Tune in. Amen. And we'll have singing and we'll have preaching and uh, we'll have fellowship from afar. Amen. So right now I'm having fellowship one another with the holy wave amen all right god bless you see you later at six o'clock